Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to the Daily Daf Differently. I'm Rabbi Harry Pell, and today we are studying Masechet Shabbat, Daf Ayin Tet. That's Tractate Shabbat, Daf 79, and the section we'll be focusing on is on Amud Bet, the second side of the page. The sugya begins with a statement by Rav, who is a first-generation Babylonian Amora. Rav began his career in Eretz Yisrael, where he studied under Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi, himself the accepted editor of the Mishnah, before Rav moved to Bavel in about the year 220 Common Era, right at the end of the Tanaitic period and the beginning of the Amoraic period. The Gemara says, Amar Rav, Duchsustus harehi keklaf. Rav was quoted as saying, Duchsustus, it is just like klaf. Just as a scribe can write the paragraphs included inside a set of tefillin on klaf, so too can a scribe write the paragraphs required for tefillin on Duchsustus. At this point, it is probably worth pointing out that Sifrei Torah, tefillin, and mezuzah scrolls are all traditionally written on animal hide, and animal hide itself comes in three forms. Treated animal hide can actually be split into two surfaces for writing. The outer layer of the hide, or epidermis, which is called cloth, commonly translated as parchment, and the inner layer of the hide, the dermis, which the rabbis refer to as duchsustus. One can also write on animal hide that has been tanned, but has not been split into its inner and outer layers. This thicker, third form of hide is called gvil. In any event, it is Rav's contention that while cloth and duchsustus may be different materials, different forms of hide, they are nevertheless similar in that the four paragraphs from the Torah that are placed inside every set of tefillin can be written on either material, cloth or duchsustus. This statement of Rav is problematic, though, because based on a variety of sources, cloth and duchsustus are generally seen as having different uses and even different minimum measurements for use. Among a series of challenges raised by the Gemara on Rav's statement is the following attack. Tashma, come and learn, indicating that an important halachic ruling is about to be announced. Halacha l'moshe misinai, tefillin al haklaf, u'mezuzah al duchsustus. It is an accepted law, passed down orally since it was given to Moshe at Sinai, that tefillin are to be written on klaf, while the scroll for a mezuzah is to be written on duchsustus. This law, which is treated by the Amoraim and the Gemara as infallible because they saw it as Torah Moshe Misinai, handed down to Moshe at Sinai, clearly identifies separate uses for cloth and Duchsustus. As such, it stands in direct contradiction to Rav's statement that both cloth and Duchsustus are appropriate for use in a scribe's writing of tefillin. The Gemara fends off this challenge with one word, Limitzvah, meaning for the sake of the best possible performance of the mitzvah. The force of this defense is to acknowledge that, yes, lim mitzvah, the best way to write tefillin is on cloth, but that isn't necessarily the only way. Less ideal, but very much still kosher, would be to write tefillin on duchsustus, right in line with Rav's statement that the two materials are essentially the same. More challenges to Rav are raised, but the Gemara ultimately defends and supports Rav's opinion with a truly elegant citation of a Brita. The Brita teaches, Tfilin Shebalu, Vesefer Torah Shebala, 
Ein osim mehen mezuzah. When a safer Torah wears out, or when a set of tefillin wears out, attractive as it may be, we don't simply cut out the appropriate section from either the Torah or the tefillin in order to use it as the scroll inside a mezuzah. The reason given is, Ein moridin mikdusha kala. We don't take an object that was once used for a high level of ritual holiness and then start using it for a lower level of ritual holiness. In this case, these excerpts from a Torah or tefillin, we simply don't use them as a mezuzah. But where is the elegance? How does the, this Brita even support Rav? The Brita teaches that we don't reuse pieces of tefillin as the scroll in a mezuzah because it would be inappropriate to do so, but not because it would be impossible. In fact, for the Brita to need to teach this ruling, there must be a material out there which can be used for both tefillin and mezuzot, which would mean that Rav was correct. Cloth and Duxustus are indeed quite similar, as tefillin can indeed, apparently, be written on either cloth or Duxustus, just as Rav had said. This is not the final word in the Gemara, but it may be the nicest concept on the entire daf. We don't allow our ritual objects to represent a degradation of holiness from a higher level of Kedushah to a lower level of Kedushah. Because, as Jews, the Talmud's imperative here is Ma'alim Bakodesh Ve'ein Moridin. We seek always to raise our ritual objects, and even ourselves, to ever higher levels of holiness, and not to allow the reverse. Thank you, and Yishar Koach. I hope you enjoyed today's Daily Daf Differently. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epichorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.